0: Hello out there and welcome back to the GameCockScoop.com podcast, the official podcast of GameCockScoop.com on Rivals. Make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening or watching so that you get updates anytime we go live or post a podcast episode. Uh, Usually we do about once a week during the offseason, but we had a very special uh, weekend with the spring game and everything. So we wanted to get some thoughts out there, some initial reactions from the spring game immediately uh before our thursday show where we'll get back into some baseball and probably some other football notes um all right so alan you were at the spring game uh give me some takeaways from the crowd Uh, i know that uh south carolina announced fifty-one thousand uh strong at the spring game and uh you know announced that about an hour after, about, yeah, know an hour after Clemson put that 50,000 out there. Um, yeah, I liked it. Hey, honestly, last year, I very much think that they underestimated. So if they overestimated a little bit uh, this year to like stick it to them, also it looked like there was a really good crowd. Um, but if they overestimated a little bit to like stick it to them, whatever, like it's kind of like a ref making a correction uh, after a bad call. Makeup call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, It was good. I mean, the, the lower bowl
1: was almost completely full. The home sideline was the student section was decently packed Had it like kind of roped off about two thirds of the way up, but up to there it was full visitor sideline on the other end zone. I don't know what, what direction that is, but most, I don't know. I'd say the lower bowl was like three fourths to four fifths of the way full, um, which for a spring game, I mean, that's still probably what 35, 40,000. If I had to guess, I don't know what the lower bowl holds, but something like that probably, um, they were into it. They were loud. Trey Knox was talking about that after the game. That was his first Willie B experience. Shane Beamer, of course, was into it. Um, they had a lot of recruits there, which you mentioned in the weekly recruiting wrap-up last week. And also, I saw a decent bit of them going on in the field, just hanging out, watching warm-ups. Um, it couldn't hurt, that atmosphere. I mean, it's better than a lot of places after a spring game.
0: No, definitely. Uh, I looked around the country. I know uh, Auburn, in particular, got kind of um, – Thrown under the bus on social yeah. media because I think they said they had like 30,000 and it looked like they had like 300, maybe <laughs> it was rough. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I, I will have more uh, recruiting news uh, throughout the week on that. I know Lee Wardlaw who also does some recruiting stuff for Gamecock scoop um, has reached out to several uh, recruits that were there this past weekend as well. We already know that uh, defensive lineman, Jordan Thomas um, coming off of the weekend I set an official visit for June 23rd. I just saw wide receiver Parker Livingstone set an official visit for June uh, 2nd, I think. Um, I, I'll have several future casts, I think, that I'm going to put in this week based on what I'm hearing and some buzz coming out of the weekend. Um, so yeah, I, by all accounts, was a really good weekend. You didn't get that you know, Sunday night welcome home You know that maybe you would have... Um, been anticipating, but it's also early. Um, I think June is the next time that we're really going to see a big flurry of um, commitments. But also, between now and then, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a few, too, uh, as people kind of get back home and um, you know process uh, their visit out. Um, you also had pretty much every commit in the 2024 class on campus. I want to say Mazio Bennett was the only one that wasn't there at least that i'm aware of but uh dante reno came down we're gonna catch up with him in a day or two um you had you know all the linemen at the tight ends so um yeah good for recruiting to have uh, a crowd like that um let's get to the game itself now before we start breaking down this game with you know i think we're gonna go 10 plus takeaways here and concerns and, and surprises and all that sort of thing Let's start with the, the obvious caveat. It's a spring game. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there are things I think you can gather, uh, especially when there's a lot of new faces, uh, new offensive coordinator, those sorts of things um, that I think that we can start to dissect and, and take into the summer. But also, it's a spring game. It's a very controlled environment. Um, one of my biggest concerns that we're about to talk about uh, was offensive line. But also, when you think about the format of the spring game, they split the starters up. Um, that didn't really have uh, the normal like cohesion and gelling that you would have uh, if it's your normal starting five and all. Um, so because of the way that the teams are constructed, because of a bunch of different factors, you're not getting a true uh, vision. I mean, and, you know, just think back to past spring games, those of you that have paid attention to them, you always have like a spring game hero that you never see again. Uh, so, and we could talk about who maybe that was uh, uh, this time too, but let's go with your biggest surprise um, with all of those caveats in mind uh, of last Saturday.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes off what you just said They're obviously one is tied to the other, but I thought the edge players held up better than I thought, given the lack of depth in that room. Uh, We've talked about that a lot. Uh, We really, they were down to, I mean, really it was Donovan Westmoreland who played well. I thought Brian Thomas Jr. was very involved. Um, bam martin scott that's not a true edge player i guess but he played linebacker he looked good um on a couple pass rushes i think i think he had two sacks um i thought the pass rush looked better than i anticipated it of course you're down tackles which we'll get into in a second so that obviously plays a factor in it but they were able to get more pressure on the quarterbacks than i was anticipating so i guess that's your positive surprise
0: yeah i i i had notes on pretty much all of that as well um another person that stood out that was recruited as a D tackle, but we knew could move pretty good for a big guy was Elijah Davis and he ended yeah. up playing a good bit out on the edge. And I thought he looked forced to fumble. Yeah. Very disruptive, yeah, at times. Um, but again, you're going against half the starting offensive line. Um I know you had Marky Anderson who's a true freshman in there uh at left tackle for most of the game um on the black team or I I don't have that ha- was the black which, team. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep up which is which um I'm not gonna Really worry about uh, who was on what team and <laughs> what the game result was. Although it went into overtime and the black double overtime, 17. yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so I, I agree with you on the edges being a positive surprise. Um, edges and linebackers combined, and uh, sure, the, li- the linebackers were a real strength for me um, throughout the game. Uh, I guess I'm going to put this as my surprise, although. Maybe it shouldn't be, but um, I thought Lenora Sellers looked really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> he looked better, and again, with the caveat of who you're playing with, who you're playing against, all those sorts of things, right? Sellers uh, ran with the, <clears throat> the second half team and against the second half defense, so um, definitely had different looks than Luke Doty did, um, but I thought he played a better game uh, than Luke Doty did, at least just from moving the ball and all that. Uh, we can talk about some of his um limitations i thought i thought Sellers may- maybe was a little bit too quick to run and all that sort of stuff but that's also of stuff that's pretty uh typical with a true freshman but um just yeah poise um, making plays um and you know again it's a spring game the scores whatever but you come in down uh two scores and kind of battle yeah. back so that was it that was, was a really a nice surprise. To,
1: it was really in my opinion again spring game caveats blah 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 it was really easy to see why the staff likes him He's got some moxie. He moves pretty. He makes quick decisions in the pocket. Um, you saw some of the arm strength. There was one. It's a fourth down play. Completed a deep ball down the field. Ended up leading to a touchdown. Scramble for a first down on a third down. There's something there. I, I think, I, you could, like I said, it's easy to see why they
0: picked him out. Was it the fourth down that he hit? dj black across the yes so i think that was the
1: first play of the fourth quarter actually
0: that, that was a beautiful throw um yeah that very well timed um i do think his delivery is a little bit strange it feels yeah. like it's short armed or whatever um something that maybe he can work through mechanically um but yeah i mean he he, he made some plays I, I believe the broadcast said this uh, particularly on like a play he extended um where he would oh i remember exactly what it was uh i think it was like second down and the snap got snapped over his head he yes yeah he grabbed the ball with one hand the bounce one yeah. hand uh rolled out to his left threw across his body and threw it out of bounds but even gave uh, a receiver a shot to make a, a yeah. grab along the sideline and the broadcast was like there's not another quarterback on the roster that can make that play athletically and it's true um yeah. so it, he was able to show off some of that early promise um, and, yeah, it's possible he's going to end up being a real steal, right? We, we talked a little bit last year about how late in the process the staff finally did offer him. Um, now, granted, they had uh, who they thought was pretty much a sure thing in uh, 2023 quarterback that ended up at Alabama. Lonergan. Lonergan. Dylan Lonergan. Man, I can forget, remember his name for a second. Um, so that was partially why they had kind of targeted their guy and then it fell through. But, um, hey, it may work out best for everyone there so we'll we'll see long term on that um all right let's talk about a couple more takeaways or uh, no we we talked about the uh the biggest surprise what were your bit what was your biggest concern coming out of Saturday
1: I mean it's kind of the
0: elephant in the room we haven't gotten to it yet maybe we should have
1: because it's kind of the one thing in the spring game Jalen Nichols got hurt I mean that's not necessarily the game but he goes down on the second second possession for he was on the black team second possession for his offense needed help getting off the field had ice the whole time on the sideline. We saw him didn't come back in. We don't have a diagnosis yet, but that didn't look good. Um, there were a couple other players who got banged up. They were able to come back or be they would have come back. If it was a real game, quad uh, banks being one and did not look good for Jalen Nichols. And that's obviously someone you're really counting on at left tackle. Um, and we'll just yeah. have to wait and see there.
0: Yeah. I don't want to speculate too much without us knowing fully everything, but they did show a couple shots of him in the broadcast and, um, he was smiling on the trainer table, which there's your positive, but also like they were putting some sort of air caster or, or brace on that leg, um, so we'll have to have to see how that goes and if he'll be able to get back in time for fall or at least you know only miss a few weeks or something like that. Um, my concern is that along those same lines, the offensive line looked pretty shaky at times, but again, um, I'm kind of taking into the fact that you had some. People starting because of the way that the roster management is that aren't not. Kind of Moore wasn't starters. there too. We should yeah. mention that, right? Um, so that's that's a brief concern. But I would say my other concern was um, what we've been talking about all off season, which is really the running game. Um, I will give some positive notes. I thought uh, Mario Anderson body type wise looks like he fits, and at the very least, I feel like. He can pretty reliably get you two or three yards on first down or whatever. Um, he's pretty decisive once he has the ball in his hands and he just hits the hole. Um he didn't show too much too much movement other than that, right? He was just like, I'm strong in a bowling ball, and I'm gonna stick my head in and get to it. It's or three kind of the yards. Frank Gore
1: thing, right? Just right. make sure you're always falling forward instead of
0: falling backwards. Which is very advantageous. Um, yeah. you know, I think he definitely has a role on this team. And then I did think decare and joyner uh looked okay uh at times um i've i the thing that's always been good about him with the ball in his hands as a wide receiver as a quarterback whatever is his vision and i think we saw a little bit of that uh sort of apply to the running back position but i don't know you, you're still i feel like you're still definitely a little deficient uh in that room and it's going to be a pass to set up the run situation uh if the room looks pretty similar uh, to what it did on Saturday as we head into the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, you like what you saw from Bradley Dunn. DJ Twitty makes the game-winning play, but I don't think you're counting on either of those guys to take 15 carries in an SEC game. So you're right. It's going to have to be portal like we've talked about. Um, yeah. Miller had a nice this, touchdown on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yep. Good little like a six-yard run, little juke to the outside. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, and again, some of that's the offensive line, not creating a bunch of holes and all of that. Um, I do think it's really interesting because there is some some natural ability there from Joiner that seemed to flash for me a little bit. Um, but you're also like, man, you're like a six year senior and just moved to this position. It's kind of like, man, maybe you should they should have done that three years ago or whatever. But of course, your running back rooms looks a little bit different uh, back then. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I mean, if he can continue to bulk through the off season, because I still think he's a little bit undersized for the position um and not lose too much speed a, it could definitely be a good change of pace him and him and joiner
1: yeah for sure and then that kind of talking about skill positions gets me to another thing tight ends good involved um trey knox catches a touchdown josh simon had six receptions um elksness you saw i don't think he caught a ball but you saw a bit of him connor cox had a catch on that last possession of regulation um that room's a lot better, and Beamer basically said that verbatim post game that they like the tight ends a lot more than they did last year. Um, I think you're going to be able to see that room do a lot of different things just in terms of skill set positions, um, in terms of who can do what and kind of how it all fits together. Um, there's a lot of options for the tight ends this year for Jody Wright in that room. I think you saw some of that Saturday.
0: Yeah, we didn't even mention this when we were talking about Sellers, but uh, Sellers hit a tough throw uh, to Connor Cox that would have won – uh, the game and the first overtime for the Garnet, um, but Cox uh, just bobbled it. But um, so that was another, I guess, pause. I mean, it was a tough throw, uh, but he hit him in the chest with it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, tight ends really stood out to me. Trey Knox is a gigantic. He's a, just walking past him,
1: like seeing him post game in the interview room. That is a huge human being. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you, you actually, there was one play that stood out to me. Um, that kind of shows what he brings to the table and it probably didn't look like much on, on TV, but he took like a little, I think it might've been the play that he scored a touchdown on, but it was like a little five yard stop or drag or whatever. Yeah, And he caught it. And the safety, I want to say it was DQ Smith, uh, hit him as hard as he could. Yes. <laughs> uh, like, that was came, a came in like full steam ahead, uh, uh, ahead, right. As the ball got there and <laughs> he just like bounced off of trade Knox because you He's huge. i don't know how you're going to take that guy down and pop howard was, did on the play before though that's another <laughs> yeah. thing he yeah. got him with the one yard line so he set up that play that's true the three yeah. i guess um but yeah that was that was just a good like he did everything that you want from a tight end there i guess uh you know high pointing the ball uh mm-hmm. with uh, the hit, the hit and uh was the biggest body there and used that body to kind of box out anyone else um i think He's going to be a red zone weapon uh, for sure. And, yeah, I thought uh, not – I mean, we just talked about Knox. Simon? uh, Western Kentucky, yeah. Joshua Simon um, ended up being the best offensive weapon uh, for the black Garnet. Garnet. Luke Doty's team. Yeah, Luke Doty's team. Um And so to have the, both those weapons on the field at the same time and two tight end sets is going to be really interesting and, and really mismatch against a lot of linebackers and stuff in the league, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you kind of sticking with the offense and mismatches. It's what you'd expect. It doesn't mean a whole lot. You kind of knew, but Spencer good, Juice good. Um, That connection looks as good as it did all offseason. He had a 55-yard pass on the first drive from Spencer to Juice and later in the game with Tanner Bailey playing quarterback Juice I don't know who was playing corner but he completely beats his man wide open tanner bailey throws a dime um that's a touchdown so your
0: best players were still your best players
1: too which maybe you weren't concerned about but it never hurts to see
0: uh yeah definitely and um juice also got the touchdown grab did you say that already yeah 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 um and I, if we're going to stay with wide receiver, I did think that Eddie Lewis at least flashed. Yes. He didn't, he didn't make any uh, plays. But there were a couple times he was running wide open down the field and just got missed. Um, but I think he flashed as a deep threat, someone that's going to uh, get open. And that was against the first team defense, uh, the first team secondary. Granted, there were some people banged up and, or whatever, but um, that was most of the first team guys out there. And. Um, Obviously, we, they didn't do live punts and stuff, but we're expecting him to be the punt returner. Yes. Um, so, Eddie Lewis, if you have, if you've been hiding under a rock or didn't see that he transferred in or whatever, that's definitely a name I think to put on your radar as we head into the fall. You
1: Can see why they like him a punt returner too, even though obviously he didn't get to do that. He's got the straight line vision. He's got kind of the the lateral quickness, um, get around guys um, and hands. I mean, he did have one that one catch on the sideline from, I guess that was that Doty, I think, late in the second quarter. Or maybe, no, I think it was Tanner Bailey. It was that drive they scored on. Really nice catch on the sideline there. Um, yeah. I thought he ran out of bounds back in, but the refs didn't. I think you know which one I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I they didn't show a full replay of him running out and back in, but they did show a replay of the catch. Um, it's a really good catch. It's a spring game, so they're not going to review it or anything, but I think it might have stood up to review. It was close, but uh, it was – Either way, I like what I saw from Eddie Lewis too, and
1: Trey Knox said post-game that he's going to be a playmaker for this team, and it's hard to argue with that.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, defensively, we've hit on a couple of these guys already, but I I, I really saw a step forward from Stone Blanton at uh, the linebacker position. He seemed to be involved in uh, like all over the field. Um, we did hear a little post game that uh, Beamer had to kind of like settle down the defensive staff because they were <laughs> sending a lot of blitzes and stuff. But um, the linebackers and the edge play comp- combined to really be disruptive uh on almost every play on both uh, on both teams um that's why you after that first drive um from Rattler it was really hard to get some things going after that
1: yeah I really I really too with the defense talk about freshmen. we already mentioned Pup Howard hit one good play to stand up trade not I thought he played pretty well Jalen Kilgore made a really nice tackle in space at one point that's a true freshman who I don't know how much he's going to play but you're definitely looking for things for him in the long term and Judge Collier made a, I think, two tackle. I remember one on Peyton Mangrum for sure. I think he had a couple of good plays, uh, kind of using the sideline, using his body. Um, again, I don't know how much any of those guys are seeing the field in 2023 with what you have coming back at your corner room, whether that's Marcellus Dial or Donald Fortune, and certainly in your safeties with Eamon worry and BQ. But you saw again, you're talking about signs of life, flickers, things where you understand. Oh, so that's why they recruited him from the freshman. I think you saw that for most of
0: them. Yeah, definitely. And we talked before about how the concerns on each side of the ball kind of offset each other to some degree, right? Because we were concerned about the run defense and the run game. Um, run defense definitely got the better of the run game uh, in the spring game. And um, I, it's hard to fully parse, you know, is that just because of the run game is so weak or what, but I was really impressed. Uh, I think the defensive tackles as a group are, like, capital G great, honestly, at this point. And you didn't uh, even you did. have Tonka available exactly. either. Exactly. Uh, oh. I saw uh, TJ Sanders. You saw um, – we talked about Larry Davis playing inside and outside. Um, saw uh Go-G was out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was another – oh, Xavier McLeod. I, I even saw him flash a little bit. Drew Freshman. Um, so yeah, I, I think you feel very good about the interior. I think you feel very good about the talent at linebacker. They're young. They're not a lot of experience. There's probably going to be some stakes there. Um. And then the edge, it really worked out better than I was expecting. Brian Thomas Jr. I thought really flashed. Um. Mm-hmm. Now, he's still built a little bit more like a, a pass, r- pass rush specialist. Um, so you might still you know, be switching him in and out depending on the situation and stuff. But at least he did show that expo- explosiveness off the edge. Um, and then, yeah, Elijah Davis going up against freshman. Um So take it with a grain of salt. But I thought he really was disruptive throughout the whole game.
1: Yeah, he was for sure. And that, that's kind of the whole thing. You mentioned it earlier with kind of weird combinations of guys. You've got a you know, a starter playing next to a backup, playing next to a starter on the offensive line that did this as a draft format. Um, so it's not like he had the whole first team against the whole second team or whatever. Um, that's all you're really looking for here is just, again, the flashes, the signs. Um, I, I, you saw it. I think you can kind of see what they're trying to piece together on defense and why Clayton White kind of feels good about this spring.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely came away feeling better about the defense than going into it, but also maybe slightly worse about the offense but also, I think a lot of that has to do with how healthy you are on the offensive line um, and how well you're gelling with those starters. And we always knew that this was going to be sort of an issue. This is why they went got Sidney Fugar and uh, Gargiulio, who I did think played pretty well, by the way. Gargiulio uh, played pretty well. But um, that's why they went and got them this offseason is because you have this gap between the, that, that veteran group and then a lot of talent that you have coming in as freshmen lot of talent that you plan to have in uh next year 2024 already uh with three four star signed but uh there's this like middle ground where you're like okay but how are we gonna bridge that gap um i don't know i don't know if we fully have those questions answered i think if you get uh everyone healthy by the start of the season and they can stay healthy your starting five you feel pretty good about but the depth you have to be a little concerned about
1: yeah should we do spring awards we got those too i don't know if anybody wants to hear those but got the list of those
0: yeah, just go one by one and we can kind of give a little bit Yeah, more. Um,
1: your offensive player of the spring is Spencer Rattler. I don't know how much just I mean,
0: yeah. yeah. He looked he looked good. He looked like he picked up kind of where he left off. Keep um, in mind this is for the whole spring, not just a spring game. Right, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the the only I mean, he scored with his like one of his four possessions or however many he got. Um, that's all you really want there. Yeah. Your defensive player of the spring is TJ
1: Sanders, who we just talked about. We think it's going to be a big part of that uh, defensive tackle room. Could play a little bit on the outside. I thought he looked good on Saturday night, and obviously he did in the practices too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and also you're never going to like see defensive tackles flash that much unless you're really just like honing in on them. Um, right. But I thought throughout the entire game they were super disruptive inside and did not allow for any of those run lanes that we were talking about. So.
1: Yeah, your special teams players of the spring, DQ Smith and Juju McDowell. That's kind of stuff you don't really notice when you're looking at those two guys when they're playing so much on starting defense and offense, respectively. But they are playing on. You didn't see that much in the spring game either, because you know there's no kick returns, there's no punt returns, there's none of that in the spring game. But if you know that's one we you, you kind of have to trust the staff on that because we haven't really seen it.
0: But DQ and Juju. Yeah, and we heard from Limbo last week that uh, he thought Juju had really yes. taken a step forward maturity-wise and and particularly as a special teams player. So, um, I guess if you – we don't want to spend the football side on it, but your
1: student-athlete awards went to Tyree Johnson and Kai Kroger. And then your GPAs went to Colton Gauthier, Joseph Burns, and William Joyce. Um, for football, most improved players on offense were DeKaryon and and Omega Blake. Blake ran with the twos in practice, the open portions of practice we saw, and in the spring games he was out there with Doty. Um, Curious what his role is in a really crowded receiver room. I'm not sure where he fits in, but if he's one of the most improved players on some level, the staff thinks he can squeeze in there. We saw him play a little bit in the Gator Bowl.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, we saw him in the bowl game, um, so he's definitely been coming along. Um, he should have had a big play on Saturday. Uh, Lenora Sellers... Uh, threw a pass to him down the sideline, but it looked like there was some sort of miscommunication between uh, the slot receiver or, yeah. or, or maybe he was throwing it to the slot receiver. I don't know. Somebody was out of place because you ended up with two receivers in the same place and it was kind of like a, a pop fly in center field or whatever. No one called it and it just kind of like fell harmlessly. Um, but if the slot receiver's not there, Omega, Bra- uh, Omega Blake had a step on the corner um, and the ball was on time. So he, he might have scored, honestly. Yeah,
1: your defensive most improved award, which I think you should feel good about, is O'Donnell Fortune. He's going to be your cornerback, two this year. I would assume behind Marcelo style, you're going to need him to be big this year. Um, he's going to be playing most, probably almost all the snaps, um, so that's a good sign there.
0: Yeah, um, I've, I think you come away feeling pretty good about the secondary. They looked solid all day, even though they were hampered with a couple of injuries and people that sat out. Um, and like you mentioned, a couple of freshmen flashed, even J- J- Jalan Kilgore was someone that uh, showed up several times on film for me, so.
1: Yeah, most improved special teams, Bradley Dunn. Again, you're not to kind of trust the staff on that. He's still not on scholarship, but maybe he gets a scholarship as a gunner or something. Um, Gamecock Toughness Award, which isn't really defined anything other than just being tough, but you've got three here. Um, Nick Gargiulio, Josh Simon, and Tyree Johnson. I guess that's good that two transfers are in there.
0: Yeah. Um, And all at positions that you, I mean, I don't really know, again, how they define the criteria, but that you would want to be, quote, unquote, like, nasty and and willing to get, um, like, down and dirty with it.
1: And then the last one, which I also don't know how they're defining the South Carolina Spirit Award. You can take that to me, whatever you want. Juju McDowell, Boogie Hunt, Lee, and TJ Sanders to round out the Spring Awards.
0: All right. There you go. Um, Any other, like, big surprises uh, from Saturday? or i i guess i was a little disappointed that i didn't get to see much desmond umio zulu i'm trying to think back to like our he's hurt. I mean he was hurt right right our preview episode I'm, I'm trying to think back to some of the things that i was like looking for that didn't necessarily pop um i really the thing i think that was the biggest standout to me that we've mentioned several times is just oh there maybe the edge is going to be okay <laughs> um which is something that i've had a lot of, I guess, consternation about <laughs> over the offseason. um, did not get the same level of peace about the running back, but
1: <laughs> yeah, my only other note, um, and it's, again, it's a spring game and you're not dealing with, you know, crazy crowd noise in a big sec road game or anything like that. Clean game, only four penalties, just a couple pre-snap penalties. That's pretty good with a mishmash offensive line on both sides and freshmen playing up there. Um, Beamer did mention post game he thought they played the a clean spring game again. It's in your own stadium in a controlled environment with refs that you hired, um, and it was a forty four minute game, not sixty, but four penalties on one hundred and fifteen plays. Still, not bad.
0: Yeah, that that stood out to me as well. Um, all right, <laughs> we've talked a lot. I I, I don't want to like fully like speculate on who's gonna leave or, or anything like that, but rank your quarterbacks after Spencer Rattler. Luke Doty, that's still your backup. I think it
1: has to be. I'm going to say Tanner Bailey, three. I thought he looked good, or I guess two behind Rattler, but three on the depth chart. He looked good um, through a touchdown. We know he was traveling at the end of last year. Lenora Sellers, four. I like the flash. I like the potential. Braden Davis, five, I guess. I mean, he threw a pick six. He really, really struggled back there. Um, And I guess Daniels didn't play at all, I don't think. I don't
0: think Gauthier.
1: he's even... Gauthier. Gauthier. That's oh, right. Daniels isn't here anymore. I guess Gothier is six. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't want to speculate, but uh, between Davis and Gothier, you've got to think one of them, at least, the clock's kind of taken there.
0: Yeah. I think that's about where i put it too. I think you can make an argument that Sellers could be above... Bailey. Uh, Bailey. Bailey. Although, I don't, I don't think people should forget about Bailey. Uh, he's a four-star. He's yeah. out of Alabama. He was committed to Mario Cristobal. No uh who was the uh previous oregon guy that's at fsu now um tagger um, tagger he's not there anymore he's at fau now but yeah. yeah uh he was committed to oregon and then once they uh, had their turnover and everything um he uncommitted and committed to south carolina but very highly rated out of out of high school he's got good size um i think he delivers a good ball good deep um, ball. yeah obviously he doesn't have uh, as the same athleticism as maybe some of the other guys on the roster, but um, I, he's someone that I think you you continue to keep in mind uh, and don't let him get lost in the mix there. Um, but yeah, I'm with you as far as the bottom two. Uh, Braden Davis, Colton Gothier, seem to be a step behind those other guys. Um, you know, it's we're only seeing the one game sample. We didn't see all the practices or. Uh, the full offseason and and all of that. We don't really know where those guys' heads are at. Um, No, but but we do know that Sellers got in before those
1: guys. Sellers was the fourth quarterback up. He was before either of those two. And Tanner Bailey was the third guy they brought in, or the first guy other than Spencer and Luke.
0: Well, and Sellers apparently was one of the first draft picks um, whenever they did their little spring game draft. At the very least, the social media team chose to feature him.
1: Did you Um, hear the story
0: Beamer told about that, by the way? Did you listen to his postgame? game? His one funny, because he was asked, um, I think
1: it was, I'll credit Matt Vereen from Watch Fox Columbia, who had the question. It was about, like, the draft and kind of how competitive everybody was. So, and you guys can all go back and watch this video yourself. It's on the Game Talk YouTube channel. Beamer was talking. He said he doesn't remember what team Hunter Rodgers was on, but Hunter Rodgers gets drafted. And then it occurs to him that there's only one other long snapper in the program, Cole Rasmussen. So he convinces his coach to also draft Cole Rasmussen since the other team can't do any long snapping or kicking, which actually ended up happening. And then Beamer was like, wait, no, we're not going to make a guy learn how to long snap in one day. We're going to have to do a trade here. But apparently Hunter Rogers was
0: getting crafty with the draft. Hey, uh, you you got to – play the game you know so uh, i like that gamesmanship just hoarding <laughs> all the long snappers <laughs> um yeah no from what they you know put put out on social media which again we've talked before south carolina justin king shane beamer the whole program uh the the audio visual people whatever they seem to get it you know um and this is just another scenario where it could have just been a, like oh here are your rosters you know whatever uh and they turned it into a whole event and had some fun with it. And yeah, that stuff is standing out to recruits, right? Like if you keep trending on Twitter or whatever, that's where they're hanging out and they're seeing it. So um, yeah. it's a, it's a smart move, um, looked fun. Oh, but yeah, the point was the either the social media staff or the team themselves um, chose to feature Lenora Sellers as like it was Spencer Rattler and Lenora Sellers as the, first, the 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 two picks that got featured there. Um, now, I, he's also the, the in-state guy. He's the freshman quarterback that everyone knows his name. Um, that's another smart reason to get him in there early and, and let him play as much as he did uh, to keep the home crowd engaged and all that sort of stuff. And he was coming back, and you you, could, you get a chance to put him into kind of a tough situation and see how he responds. Yeah, they were down through. 14 when he gets in there and he gets the game to overtime. Yeah. Although I think the second score might have been a different quarterback. It was a pick that. six. Call but, then they, but then I put – I want to say that they had pulled him for like a series, and then they put him back in for the overtime, which is another, I guess, signal. Yeah, about I mean, those
1: two-point plays, the overtime was weird. I, I thought they were going to break it off for a tie, honestly, especially after Nichols was hurt. You don't want anybody else to get hurt, but right, they had a winner. It was only four plays in overtime. I guess that's better than playing a full overtime.
0: Yeah, and I I also like that is fun. Um, I, honestly, I like the two point off or whatever, which is the new shootout. I think they call it. Yeah, after three overtime or the starting. The I think it starts overtime. in the third overtime now. Yeah. Which that's fun. Um, and but I imagine that they didn't show any of the plays that they would actually run if that. was – No, you're not seeing the real two point plays there because <laughs> that's where you can get really creative and and fun with it. Um, which we saw a little bit of this past year. Um, with some of that. So. Uh, all right. Any other, that's not all I had. We'll be back yeah. later in the week to
1: talk uh, baseball and men's basketball. Got another portal ad today, but just a quick little spring game for y'all. Um, just talk about what we saw Saturday and, um, a hundred and I don't know, 40 something
0: days till North Carolina kickoff, 130 something.
1: I don't have it memorized, but it's in there.
0: Yeah. And we'll start counting again once we get to about a hundred days. Uh, in the meantime on GamecockScoop.com, uh, keep up with this excellent baseball season. Uh, South Carolina did suffer their first uh, series loss this past weekend to Vanderbilt, although they were competitive in all three games, really blew Vanderbilt out in game one. And then um, a lot of errors, honestly, is is something. Yeah, that it's more me. beating
1: yourself. I have a weekend wrap on the website. A lot of takeaways for subscribers this morning um, then all three game stories are free if you want to just read what happened. Um It's tough it happens you're not going to win every series in a 14 series season um and you got to just shake it off and get another huge series next weekend against florida which we'll break down we're back here later in the week
0: right and you get that one at home and we talked a little bit last uh weekend or last week uh about what an advantage founders Park can be so get out there uh support them this weekend and that'll uh that'll be a fun one and then yeah the only other news uh before we come back on thursday this morning, Miles Stutt, Stute? Stute, I think is how you say it. We'll figure that out before Thursday. Uh, Vanderbilt forward, who averaged about nine points a game, had a pretty good game against South Carolina this past year, actually, um, is transferring to South Carolina. He announced that commitment this morning. And we have a little bit of stuff on on Scoop.com right now, this morning, kind of analyzing his game and, and how he fits in. Um, I still think you probably got about two, uh, two more that you're targeting, two or three more. Um, which we've kind of gone through on the site. Uh, BJ Mack and Amsel are two names that kind of stand out to me right now. Um, And we'll see how all that plays out. But we'll be back here on Thursday to preview the weekend series with Florida to talk about any other recruiting news and stuff like that at that point. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you later.